from the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to the sounding board from the Utah School Counselors Association. I'm Nit Webb, and I am so excited for today's episode. I have here with us the 2022 American School Counselors Association School Counselor of the Year, Alma Lopez. Welcome, Alma, to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So, Alma, how long have you been a school counselor? I have been a school counselor for 15 years. Yeah. 15 years. <laughs> That is quite the career. Um, I'm going into my fourth year, so so I'm a baby. Um, but I know that there's a lot of new school counselors listening, especially in Utah. Um, right now, there is such a high demand for school counselors, and we're trying to pump them out as fast as we can. I know there's a lot of people that probably feel like they're drowning. A lot of people that are like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. What is this thing? I'm just an intern. I feel like I'm a full-blown counselor. What's going on? Um, so how is your experience as a brand new counselor when you first started out in your profession? Sure. So when I first started, I actually was hired. Um, I work in a rural school in, in Central California. And so I was hired to serve four buildings. So I pretty much oh, felt no. like a new counselor oh, for a no. long time. <laughs> Yeah. Four buildings. So how many kids is that? 2,500 students. Oh, yeah. So our middle school is about 800 students and there was a counselor here. And so what they were looking to do in California was to enhance services specifically to seventh graders and 10th graders. So they were like, oh, we'll hire a new counselor to help with that. And it was supposed to be a part-time gig initially, but they were like, we don't think we're going to get someone like, you know, qualified enough that we'd like for a part-time gig. So let's make it full-time. So they agreed on that. Well, I came for the interview, loved the community, loved the school people, just knew it was my home and then learned it was going to be four buildings. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's 2,500 kids. That's not exactly the ratio that ASCA uh, encourages, I think it was what, like 350. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so it definitely is something that, um, for a long time actually felt new because I was going to each school for just a short amount of time. I was, you know, about three hours at each of the elementary schools a week. So very minimal. So it was very much reactive Mm -hmm. and everything was very much triaged through the school principal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whichever, uh, staff member, felt like their student needed counseling. They talked to the principal and then the principal would have me a stack of referrals on the day that I would show up at their school. Wow. And that was pretty much the case at the elementary. And so what I saw real quick was, you know, that wasn't a great way to do business because no. at one school, it was whichever staff member was the loudest, uh-huh. then those kids were served. At another school, it was, you know, the principal thought, oh, these are all the sad kids that need help. And so it was those kids. Um, each school kind of had its own makeup. And I thought, huh, I think, I think we could do better. And then at the middle school, what was pretty awesome um, was it was pretty structured, but I was pretty much only an academic counselor. That was really uh, the focus to try to help our students, you know, 
meet graduation requirements for middle, know about high school, and then talk about post-secondary options. Wow. So how did you improve these systems that you walked into? Yeah, well, the good thing was I, I was a newbie and I did not, you know, really know too many people in the community yet. Uh-huh. And so I asked to go to an ASCA conference. I had never been to a conference before. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to learn how to manage um, in the best way possible these four school buildings that that I'm interested to do. And so I attended an ASCA conference. It was in Denver, Colorado that year. And they had a book called the ASCA national model. And I remember paying 25 bucks. It was still a spiral bound book, but I did not learn about the model when I was a college student myself. Mm. So when I found this guide, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, there's these three domains, academic, college and career and social emotional. And it was very much all about early intervention and prevention, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And then it was all about serving all students which for me was incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Um, My own school counseling experience um, in high school did not really include a school counselor. I would see her at the rallies, but I never was called in. And I kind of always remembered that and thought, you know, things should happen because we try, because we're intentional Mm -hmm. and purposeful, not by accident. And so that's kind of, I think, um, contributed to the counselor I am today. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. Ask a conferences yeah, every absolutely. year, year after year. I feel like our organizations on the state and national level are such a huge resource, especially for new counselors that might be the only counselor in their building that might have like, all right, you're the person do your thing. A lot of admin just hand the wheel over to the brand new counselors and say, all right, do your thing, do your program thing. They're like, what? Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> And so like, along with the help of the conferences and the different resources, how did you find your footing and were able to push forward without drowning in all of this work? Yeah, well, it was working with the team that I have here at the, in the district. So when I came on board, I remember getting a two page, you know, here's what you should do. And it was strictly to the middle school. So then having gone to the conference and learned about the model, when I returned, I went directly to each uh, principal. And I said, hey, there is this guy that's going to really help us to be successful. Um, I want to be able to do this, this, and this. And so I want to be able to, I didn't know it then, but to do the tier one, right? To be Mm -hmm. able to service all students. And then I want to be able to do a data-driven tier two support. I want to look at the data and I want to know who am I going to pull out of the classroom to better support? Because if I'm disrupting their learning, it ought to be because I believe that the service I'm going to provide will make a difference, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the tier three referrals. And, you know, 15 years ago, I didn't have all that vocabulary down. But pretty much that's what I went in and said. I want to service all the students. I need your help in making sure that I could be a true, um, authentic school counselor Mm -hmm. providing a direct service to students. Mm -hmm. And everybody agreed. And so from the very beginning, I was very fortunate that I did not get assigned things like lunch duty or testing duty or other responsibilities. Oh, yes. Um, Because, I mean, getting buy-in from admin and from teachers and having a good relationship with those other people in your building is so very important. I know other counseling teams or other schools 
where the counseling department kind of feels like an island yeah. and it's like a us versus them. And I'm like, y'all, we're on the same team, y'all. Like, absolutely. W- what's this island business, Kay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how, how did you, how were you able to get such positive teacher principal buy-in from, you know, the improvements you were making throughout your schools? Yes, I think it was really because we, you know, we didn't really have anything to compare to. So it was really mm. kind of starting something new. And I think my own passion for the profession really came out. And my reputation, you know, was really positive in the community. So even though initially I was just servicing a small group of students, those students were improving, right? They were growing, they were, their academics were improving, their social emotional wellness was improving, you know, opportunities to take our students to college field trips, um, to visit a campus were happening. And so Mm -hmm. I think the different stakeholders from the student to their caregiver, to their teacher, to our district leadership and school board, they were knowing that these things were happening. They were they, happening. They were informed, right? right? And so, when we had an opportunity to grow our program, which in California happened in 2015 mm-hmm. with the local control and accountability plan, um, which meant local communities could decide how to spend funds, then Ooh. our team was like, "What could we do?" Right? We asked all the stakeholders, and my superintendent um, and other district leadership invited me to the table. And instead of just having one additional counselor, we actually went from two counselors, myself and my colleague, to five counselors servicing those 2,500 students, right? Yay. That's awesome. So you're a lot closer to four or 500 instead of of 2,500. Holy crap. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I attribute it, like you said, our state organization and our national organization really kind of preparing the way. Um, I used a lot of the position statements that ASCA offers. So when my superintendent was asking me questions, I was like, oh yeah, I could tell you exactly the school counselor's role in mental health. I can tell you the school counselor's role in SSTs or 504s and all of those things. Well, and that thing, the school counselor's role, it has changed so much in the past 20 years. Um, You know, we all work with counselors that have been here since the dawn of the dinosaurs, it feels like. And, you know, when when school counseling first came about, it was guidance counseling. They were only academic based. They were guiding them through their scholastic social emotional learning wasn't as important or weighed upon. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's evolved to involve a lot more of the mental health aspect. What have you noticed in the counseling world in your profession as counseling itself has evolved and trying to keep up with that? Yeah, absolutely. That, like I shared my own experience as a student, you know, um, more than 20 years ago, right. When I was in high school, Definitely. My school counselor was, you know, responsible for helping those kids who were um, college eligible get there and then for helping those kids who needed um, remediation to get there. And I was in the middle, as are most students across this nation. Right. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really get that much support. And that's unfortunate. But now that we know better, Nathan, right, we have to do better. And so I think that's the key. Repeat that for those in the back. Now that we know better, y'all, we need to do better. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, we do. And we have um, 
organizations, our state organization, our national organization, and other organizations. So speaking of, you know, mental health, we have the National Association of Mental Illness that we can partner with and work with and help other experts come into our school building. We as school counselors, of course, we're the experts in the school building and the school setting and how things run. But sometimes we do need additional support. We do need Mm -hmm. someone to come in and really help us help our staff better Mm -hmm. understand what the social emotional needs of our students are. Some of us, for example, I'm at the middle school level. I know a little bit about college and career readiness for sure. And I can help with college awareness and exploration. Um, But I also could partner with our local University of California college system and Mm -hmm. have them come in and have them do college and career fairs with our students or, you know, um, help us to create the individualized student plans. And so I think it's really about working with other partners within our community to help our students access as much information and resources as possible to help them become better humans, right? That's Mm -hmm. what we want. I love that. I love that. Always be adaptable to change, guys, because if if you think the role of a school counselor is done changing, (laughs) (laughs) we always got to keep learning. So just in closing, what advice would you have to some of these newer counselors that are walking into a new school? They're noticing things could be done better and they want to make a positive impact. How would you, what advice would you give them to help them achieve that goal while not burning every bridge that (laughs) absolutely yeah (laughs) well I'll share some advice that I learned from a former principal of mine Um, she encouraged me to read a book called lean in by uh, Facebook CEO Cheryl Sandenberg Hmm. and the book just talks about how important it is for us to lean in to conversations and opportunities and Hmm. I think that that's the best thing that we can do we are in some schools one of one in some schools, one of a very small team, right, Mm -hmm. that is servicing our school community. And so we need to lean in. So our Mm -hmm. principal might knock on the door and ask us to be part of a leadership, we need to say yes, Mm -hmm. right? Our superintendent might call us and say, hey, can you be part of this district team? We need to say yes. You know, our teachers might ask us to be part of their professional learning community meetings, we need to say yes, Mm -hmm. to all of those opportunities where educators are meeting to discuss Um, direct services to students, we're part of that, you know, Mm -hmm. we understand the whole child. And so we need to make sure that that lens is included in those discussions and conversations. So I think that's my biggest um, suggestion and recommendation is really to lean in to all of the opportunities that are presented. And if they're not presented, then bring your own chair and show up, you know, Mm -hmm. super important to advocate, right? Of our students to be an advocate. Yes. And when you have ideas that you think can change your program and your department for the better, bring them up, talk about them, lean into that. Don't come swinging guns a blazing. You guys are horrible. And I am here to, you are all on the same team. Correct. When we approach everything with that kindness and that love that we want to give our kids, it is going to be met with acceptance every single time. So lean into it, everybody. Thank you so much, Alma. This has been such a fun conversation. I love talking to people so much. This is so fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan. I appreciate it as well. Anytime. And thank you, all of our amazing school counselors, for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. I hope you all have a fantastic week, and we will see you on the next one.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.